You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with Envy and Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Podzilla, king of casters. I'm your host, MB Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper is looking forlornly out the window, which would be a normal thing for a human producer to do, but he's not a human producer. He's a dog producer. So he's got, like, his, his little hedgehog toy under his neck. <laughs> yeah. Is that the first time in, like, how many episodes that we've d- properly done the <laughs> intro? We haven't jumped right into a bit? I, I think so. Yeah, so, um... <laughs> I guess before we get into it, so um, as you may know, folks who listened to previous episodes, I am stuck at home with a busted leg. Yes. But Nolan is not. No, I'm Nolan, not. Nolan, he's, he's got two legs, and they both I work. Do. Yeah, they are working legs. Oh, yeah. These legs were made for walking, and that's just <laughs> what they'll do. And they won't slip on an ice patch and shatter spirally. <laughs> yep. So... I remember, Nolan, uh, there was a certain movie that came out this weekend. You're going to make me talk about not liking the Batman? (laughs) I'm interested in your thoughts. You haven't even seen the Batman. How can I talk about this without spoiling the Batman? I'm guessing he is a Batman. And he does things. He is. He is, and he does do things. And Listen... Last week's guest, Sophie, but she also saw it with me and did not like the Batman. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. It's Okay, I'm going to give one example of why it's stupid. One example. Okay. So, Couch the most creaking. important riddle that the Riddler has in it is, the question posed is, U-R-L, rat with wings. You are a rat with wings. Yeah, so it's El Rata Avda, or I can't speak Spanish, but, and they translate, okay, so rat with wings, and just hearing that, what do you think the answer in a Batman movie is going to be to what a rat with wings is? I feel like it's going to not be obvious. I want to, I'm going to say bat, but it is it so? Yes, yes, that's okay. what everyone, the second they hear that, thinks. What is it? It is. But oh, you it know is. Okay. how long the movie takes to answer that question? 40 minutes. We get it like 20, 15 maybe minutes in. It's not answered till like past the halfway point. Oh, and they're like, what could it be? Yeah, and I will, I will give the movie a little bit of credit. It is, too, it is a double meaning riddle, so... The actual answer, which I won't spoil... So, it is two answers that both work and both are clues. Uh, One being the bat, which everyone knows, but it takes them half the movie to figure out. Mm. The other... There is another factor to it, 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 which I won't spoil. So, it is a double meaning one. Okay, but the fact that the first one takes that long. the first meaning of it takes that long. They guess penguin for rat with wings before they guess bat. (laughs) 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 A rat with wings. Penguins have wings. (laughs) That is actually exactly (laughs) the line. That is exactly the line. Do you remember those old bullets? Robert Pattinson grumbles to Alfred, a rat with wings. 
Penguins have wings, don't they? <laughs> oh, God. The, do you remember those old college humor bad man sketches? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds straight out of one it of does. those. <laughs> it's a rat with the wings. Mm. Penguin. <laughs> Penguins have wings. It's... And they're rats because they can't fly on them. Yeah. And you know what? They Batman doesn't around. even solve it. He doesn't even solve that riddle. You know who solves it for him? Alfred. The penguin solves it for him. Uh, well, a rat with... Hey, oh, a rat with wings? You know what that sounds like to me? A bat! <laughs> <laughs> and then Batman and Commissioner Gordon kind of just look at each other like, Oh, shit. They're like, it could be that. He's gaslighting me. <laughs> There's a lot of other problems I have with the movie that that's the least spoilery one that I can Okay, talk but from about, that so I can yeah. infer other things. Yeah. About obvious answers that are not there cuz you know sometimes I do see movies and I Also don't... none of the riddles are riddles. They're all except for the rat with wings one. They're jo- they're like the bad jokes I tell <laughs> like from my my joke of the day book. Like <laughs> What does a liar do when he's dead? Lies still. That's the answer to a riddle, according to them. But no, it's a joke. That's a joke. (laughs) They wanted to use the Joker, and they just didn't do it. They had to shift halfway through. uh, (laughs) I probably just revealed something. uh, But anyways, um, so enough about the Batman. The Batman. It's the bat. The Joe Rogan looking. It's the bat. <laughs> the Joe Rogan looking crime guy says. But the lead, the leader of the of the of the gang that Batman beats the crap out of in the trailers does look like the nostalgia critic. Hello, I'm the nostalgia critic. <laughs> Hello, I'm the nostalgia critic. Hmm. What? <laughs> What can you use to pay with money you don't have, Batman? A bat credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, so this is not... This is not Criticzilla, king of the nostalgia. It's Podzilla, king of the casters. Okay, that's less dumb than what my joke was going to be. What? I was just going to call it... This is not the Podzilla King of the Casters. <laughs> <laughs> it's Podzilla King of the Casters. Casters. And we're here to talk about Invasion of Astro Monster from 1965. Yes. And you can tell from the energy so far. We we always record these like immediately after watching it. And if it was a... If it was a slog of a movie, our energy is usually down during those ones. Well, you can but, tell with our energy here... We liked it! We... Yeah, we'll give our overall thoughts here, and... I... I think this is one of my most enjoyable kaiju movies. Yeah. Like, in terms of... I, I know that, um... I can get into their bit trivia, but, like... There's actually not that much kaijus in it. There's a good amount, but there's not, like, a ton. But I wasn't... I was actually having a fun time with, like, the... The original Star Trek-esque shitty sci-fi fun stuff. Yes. Like it's a very it's an incredibly enjoyable time, and I didn't even I didn't mind that you didn't see too much of Godzilla and the gang. Yeah, it was very much more focused on the humans v aliens, and 
not like it didn't feel like a okay get back to the action kind of thing no it was you darn earthlings and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah meanwhile we just got a gruff white american uh being a gruff white american uh classic like as the is he is glenn the protagonist I think Glenn's the closest thing we've got to a protagonist. That feels weird for a Japanese film to make... It's either him or the other astronaut. But I think Glenn has more screen time towards the end. Glenn does, yeah, does a lot more in the plot, so... Oh, there... Yeah, I guess. I guess Glenn might be the closest thing. It's more of an ensemble, but, like, he definitely is the closest to the protagonist then. Because yeah. towards the second half, you don't see nearly as much as the other scientist, or the, the astronaut guy. Yeah. But yeah, Glenn... Glenn's a fun... It, it's like you took like a, like a like a Western John Wayne-esque guy yeah. and had him deal with intergalactic aliens. <laughs> and he's like, what's that? You dirty rat! You dirty rat! Like, he's going... He's trying to, like, go for the... the uh, I actually don't know if this came out before or after Planet of the Apes. Let me look it up. But it does feel like constantly he's going for the you darn dirty ape kind of moment. Alright, let's see. Um, Brandon is digging through my email right now. <laughs> oh, that's why you... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was a spam email and I deleted it. <laughs> oh, no, it's good. That was a spam email. Okay. And I signed up for a thing that gets me free movie tickets every once in a while. Like, okay. It, one of those things that, like, it's a website where you put in and they, like, invite you to the events and stuff. So sometimes you'll get, like, a, oh, we're doing a preview screening here thing. Oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck is that? And I deleted it. And then <laughs> I realized it wasn't my email. <laughs> Could you imagine? Huh. Acceptance letter. Ah, eh, delete. <laughs> 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 What's that? Get it out of here. Report for spam. All right. So, so sorry. Ca- um, Planet of the Apes was three years after this. Okay, so it is. He isn't doing a Charlton Heston impression. But like, if anything, similar vibe. Charlton Heston is doing a him impression. Bada Bing. Could be then. Damn. Chandler Bing. Chandler Bing. Chandler Bing. Chandler Boom. <laughs> So, that's a time. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, right, so very... our general thoughts are positive. It's not... Good amount of positive. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, outside of probably, like, maybe three Godzilla films, I don't think any of these are actually good movies. But... Yeah, they're not. But this one was f- enjoyable, fun, an entertaining time at the cinema. I give it five bags of popcorn and two sodas. <laughs> Yeah, because I think um, I kind of wish there was more of these kinds of kaiju movies. Because this yeah. is the first time we've seen them. The what are the name of the aliens again? The Zillions. The Zillions. And they're like an iconic part of the Godzilla lore. We've been waiting, like as we go through the Showa era. Like, okay, is this race of evil aliens gonna be the Zillions? No. Then we finally got so, the Zillions. I wonder if they're gonna show up in like. Destroy all monsters or something. Because I'm pretty sure destroy all monsters, they like transport all the mo- all the kaiju to to a planet to duke it out. So I think it might it could be, be the zillions. But like this is fun. I wanted more. How do I describe it? I want more kaiju movies that are kind of weird and I don't. It's not a high concept, but like weird and like 
oh, it's a space aliens are going to capture them and bring them forward. Yeah. I think in the show era, we've seen enough of, oh, it's the, the policeman and he's got to track down what's yeah. going on and stuff. And, like, I don't care much about those. Give yeah. me the, like, because it's never going to be, like, oh, this is, you know, top tier filmmaking. So just make it weird and fun. <laughs> like, and that's what I appreciate about this one. Yeah. Like, I would take this over a hundred, like, other movies that are more similar. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, but we do, even though they, we are, as we said, they do focus mostly on the humans, there were monsters. Oh, yeah. And those monsters did some stuff. So, when the, what that monster do, I'm going to break down some effects stuff and some kaiju things. Yeah. So, the kaiju that show up in this movie are familiar staples. There's Rodan, who looks about the same as usual. Uh, Godzilla's suit is a new one for this movie. It's kind of interesting because um, we have seen this suit in later movies. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time it showed up. Yeah. Where it, it's more of the child design. Like, child-friendly. Yeah. You know, bigger head. Uh, less scary looking. I, I'll always say Godzilla 1955 is the scariest one. Yeah. Like, just unsettling. Even if they make him, like, oh, like, all edgy and spook. Like, oh, like, give him lots of teeth and newer ones. The original one's always the spookiest for me. Yeah. But, um, you know, more friendly. Like, you can move his eyes. We see that a few times, which is cool. Yeah. And, yeah, it's Ghidorah, Rodan, and Godzilla are the main three. Or, they are the three. Um, we watched this on HBO Max, folks, and the description just is wrong. <laughs> like, the des- It says Mothra will be in the movie. <laughs> it says Mothra. And we, we have a fun time because we don't look up anything before we watch it. So it is a, like, it was a fun surprise when there's kaijus that show up that we didn't know are going to show up. Yeah. But um, in this one, we, we the whole time we're like, when's Mothra going to show up? It never did. So, HBO Max descriptor writers, you got to change Mothra to Ghidorah. Well, that's like the time that, like, in Return of Godzilla, they call, like, Angiris Angzilla for some reason. Yeah. In the description. Yeah, that one was weird. Yeah, HBO Max, do better. Do better yeah. with that descriptions. But otherwise, HBO Max, one of the better subscription services. Yeah, say. it is. Like, I'm thinking about just getting rid of my Netflix and committing to having an HBO Max account. Yeah, because... like, I think once Ozark's over, I won't have any more shows I really watch on Netflix. Yeah, so do you... So you personally have a Netflix account, then? I do. Okay. I have my family's Netflix account okay. under my name. Okay, okay. Which does make it, like, uh, I should probably check with them. I know my dad loves The Walking Dead. <laughs> he goes, Nolan, what's going on? I gotta get my dad. Gotta get my dead talk, baby. <laughs> How oh, could you do this? Oh, you're saying he also watches <laughs> Talking Dead. Yeah. Like, he flips between episode <laughs> and episode. Yes. Hi, I'm Chris Hardwick. Welcome to Talking Dead. <laughs> Yes. Well, you see here, you see here, he uses, <laughs> imagine people, it's like, imagine, imagine people see like, oh, well, you don't, you know, I don't really like The Walking Dead, but you gotta watch it to understand The Talking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's an inconsistency. You just see it as like, a, like the way, you, like, watching, like, 
a watch along podcast for a show you don't like. Yeah. You just find the host the host so charming. My dad does love Chris Hardwick, so I could. <laughs> what a time that would be. Yeah. Like, oh my god. It would be like, listen, I to understand what they're saying, to get the chemistry of these episodes, <laughs> I need to watch The Walking Dead to understand Talking Dead. Oh my goodness. Wow, what a time. What a time. It's like, because then when, when the cast members show up, if you haven't seen Walking Dead, it's like... It's like see not watching the Raimi movies before No Way Home. <laughs> God. Just yo, why is the guy from Pleasantville stepping out of that portal? <laughs> What's that going on? Why is everyone cheering? So yeah, my goodness. Um, so back to the film though. Um, yeah, the effects were very good in this movie. The only thing that's a little downside is this is the first, uh, this is one of the first ones that started using stock footage. Mm-hmm. They used about like two minutes of it. Funnily enough, between, the IMDb said between Mothra and Rodan, I don't know where they were doing it from Mothra. I know exactly where, because I clocked it. Oh, where? There's this shot of a, th- this is just the one I noticed. There's this shot of like a trolley being blown onto its side. That I know I'd seen before. And that's from Mothra. It's from Mothra. It's from the Mothra wing attack on the city. Okay, okay. Now I get you. Now I get you. Okay, dang. So, wow. Now I get it. Okay. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some fun effects. I think, um, overall, just general vibes. I like Ghidorah a lot more than here than the three-headed monster. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Ghidorah is a lot better as a as a side dish, <laughs> an amuse bouche, than he is on the as the entree. Exactly. Uh, and then what's the? <laughs> so this isn't a monster fact. Uh, particularly, but it is a fact about the man behind the monster that I I want to point out. Yeah, because I was the one who caught it. Nakajima has a cameo in this movie outside of the suit. Really? Yeah, I pointed it out to you. Uh, yeah, he was in the crowd of the the soldier guy. Yeah, right? he's like, there's this shot where like a crowd of people are watching uh are watching mayhem unfold and. There's like a trio of three soldiers, and the frontmost one is Nakajima. Oh, dang. And he's there, and he's like, huh. He's like, man, why does that Godzilla fit my body type? What's going on here? Nakajima's just like, no one cared who I was until I put on the suit. <laughs> dang. I'm Tokyo's <laughs> Reckoning. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All that and a can of beans, says the protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so getting into... So the effects stuff was fun. But there's nothing... That, uh, the effects are good, but there's no, like, particularly oh-my-god moment. Yeah. Well, I guess the closest is when Godzilla go- grabs Ghidorah and they roll down a hill. <laughs> that was Which the one. must have... Well, it must have been a mountain for them. Or for a mountain, yeah. Yeah. Must have been a big thing for them, but, uh... You know... 
But other than that, their effects were good, but there's no, like, crazy, oh my god, how they do that. Yeah. So, I guess we could start going on to... There's one monster I wish they'd included. What? Who? Bazooki. <laughs> it's Bazooki! Bazooki time! That's his catchphrase, as we all know, from Godzilla vs. Bazooki. Yeah, he always comes in and says, It's Bazooki time! And he shoots like a little like fake gun with a big old flag out of it. And then he kick flips and skateboards away. <laughs> Yeah. It's a pretty short cameo in this movie. He does <laughs> Which is weird because this came out years, decades even before Godzilla vs. Bazooki. So yeah, the fans were clamoring. They needed to know more. It's like Godzilla vs. Bazooki is like the book of Boba Fett in that it was just a minor character that everyone became obsessed with and they made a subpar movie to, to excl- explain him. <laughs> Listen for the HBO Max original series, Book of Bazooki. <laughs> Jasper's trying to tell us not to do Bazooki talk anymore. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to move on to the story? Yes, yeah, so the plot of this movie. Okay, because so, it does have one. Yes. So, Earth just did something pretty cool. And they discovered a planet. Okay, so yeah, humanity finds a new planet in the shadow of Jupiter. Planet X. Planet X. First time we've seen it. And a U.S.-Japanese space uh, coalition uh, are are on a spaceship out to get to it. And that is led up by, uh, by Glenn, our protagonist, the American, and Fuji. Also known as Fuge. Fuge, as Glenn calls him. What's it, up, Fuge? It, who is the Japanese delegate. And Fuge is like, Ha! My sister better not marry her klutzy inventor boyfriend while I'm away. <laughs> Don't you dare do that. <laughs> yes. And so they go, and they meet the Zillions. And Zillions are like, Welcome, Earthlings. We've got a proposal. Lend us Godzilla so we can get rid of King Ghidorah because he wreaks havoc on us. And we'll give you the cure for all disease. Could you imagine they do all this and they get a piece of paper that's like, Die and exercise. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, it's not that hard. (laughs) Okay, but the thing is, do the Zillions actually have a cure for all disease? Or is that a lie? Because, like, we've now destroyed the Zillions in warfare. Yeah. So, if they actually have, as a resource to them, a cure for all disease, that would mean that Earth, in the Godzilla-verse, has... No disease anymore. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, defeating militarily, I mean, we just blew up a few UFOs. We're not going. Or well, I guess now they're going we... to. Well, okay. Let's do the plot. <laughs> gotta do the plot. Listen, cause they, they're okay. They're traveling towards Planet X on a rocket. Who Whose scientific abilities 
after we beat at them in warfare, we got those rockets from Brandon. So I do think we got the cure for disease. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So they're in. The, yep. So they go. Lend us moth. Lend us uh, Godzilla. Yes. Throw in Rodan because he's there. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then um, help us beat. Ghidorah, who's terrorizing our planet. They're like, oh, gee whiz, I hate disease. Sure thing. No problem. And I hate Godzilla. Like, let's get him out of here. All right, so folks, we're going to go on a little break now, and then we're going to resume with the plot after uh, the zillions. <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about the plot of... Okay, so we'd started... So, yeah, so mm. this trade-off has been accepted. And so the they bring the Zillions back to Earth. While they're there, the astronauts, Glenn... Uh, well, Glenn... So Glenn uh, is, fall, starts falling in love with this female CEO in Japan. Mm. And they promise they're going to get married. But, uh-oh! Oh, no! She's a zillion, and all zillion women look like that. They're like clones. Yeah. Which has horrifying implications. It does. Like, there's a national poll. Who's the hottest? <laughs> Who do you... All the rest will be eradicated. But... Like, God, it's so gross. But, um... But, yeah, so, uh, then the uh, Fuge is trying to investigate his sister's boyfriend, who... Is an inventor who's made a, up a new invention. He's a sh he's really schleppy. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me a lot of Morty. <laughs> oh, oh, gee, Rick. Oh, jeez. Oh, my... gee, Rick. I think these zillions are, are up to no good, Rick. Basically, yeah. He, he created yeah. like a sound. He said, oh, it's a new invention, but it seems like it's just like a little, little speaker. <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, zillions, when they see it, they lock him up. Yeah, like, they buy the invention, and then when he goes to investigate it later, yeah. where he's like, where's my money? They go, psych, and they lock him up. Lock him up. Lock, lock him, him up. How dare he? There's, like, one scene where, like, one of the, what we realize later is one of the zillions. Yeah. He, like, he's, like, taking, like, now I guess it makes sense. He was taking, like, a, like a sun bath. Yeah. And he had little, like, dots on his back, and I thought that was just a yeah. weird thing he did. Yeah, a weird choice. Yeah, but he was an alien. Yeah. So it makes sense now. And he basically burned up his uh, his scroll. But it's really funny because you only see, like, the first few seconds of the flame on the paper. So, like, I'd like to think of, like, a behind-the-scenes thing. He immediately was like, oh, no, like, it just shot up in flame or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he comes to investigate. He gets locked up. Yeah, then... But, yeah, then the... Uh... The Zillions used their UFOs to capture Godzilla and Rodan, who were sleeping really close to each other. Oh, yeah, they turned them into little bubbles. Yeah, and and then the Earthlings... Uh, yeah, so Glenn, Fuge, and some professor whose name I never caught watching the movie... Uh, oh, that guy. ...all es help escort uh, the two kaiju back, and then... So, yeah, Godzilla and Rodan are brought back. They fight Ghidorah for a bit. Well, what happens first is they bring Ghidorah, uh, Godzilla and Ghidorah to 
Planet X, and they beat Gut Ghidorah. Yeah. Ghidorah leaves, and then the uh, the Zillions go, "Thanks, you did it. Here's the cure to all diseases." And it's like, I said it kind of looked like a small Domino's pizza box. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> but he, he gives it to him. It's like a, like a golden disc thing. Yeah. And they bring it to Earth, and then when the like all the leaders are around, and they put it in like, oh shit, that's what happened. There wasn't a yeah, cure to all diseases. There, yeah, there was um. They're, oh, we're going to give you the cure to all disease, and they play the thing. And then it's, like, basically a recording of the Zillions going, Ha-ha, we're going to invade! And, like, you need, you are now a colony of Planet X. And I didn't bring this up in earlier part. I think Planet X is a really cool design to it. Yeah. I, keep in mind, you know, we're going into this very fairly blind about these. I didn't know what Planet X looked like. I thought it was going to look like Mars. Hmm. Like, it was going to be red everywhere and i was like that's kind of boring well it's just mars but blue it blue and green <laughs> i don't know the fact it was blue was shocking <laughs> and i liked the the design of that but, but yeah um, so we've been double crossed they're gonna come back uh and this... and here's the thing now that godzilla and rodan are now on earth they can't help us and in fact They've the, been brainwashed. They've been brainwashed with radio waves and Ghidorah. Yeah. And so they're brought back to wreak havoc on Earth. And the Zillions give a 24-hour ultimatum between submit or... Die. Yeah. And and there's like newspaper t- things of like the whole world where it's like clashes of protesters between people for the invasion and against the invasion. Yeah. And, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Pe- People on both sides of conflicts that really should be one-sided. Never! (laughs) But yeah, so Glenn confronts his girlfriend. And she's like, Oh, I was supposed to be a spy on you, Glenn. But I fell in love! And then she's instantly fucking killed. She puts something in his pocket. And then she gets kaboomed. By the other zillions, they like fry her with a gun. and And they're like, we are computer brains and she they don't, had emotion. It's not that they have computer brains, it's that the law of zillions is that they must adhere to what the computers that run their society say is the most logical step. Yep. And the most logical step is no emotion, and if you show it, we gotta kill you. Yeah. If you are down bad, you're gonna be downed by my gun! <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, uh... So yeah, we got down bad, comma d- more like down in the dirt. So yeah, then there's uh, what else? Then ap- after that, um, yeah, basically so Glenn gets put in jail with the uh, with the schlebby guy, <laughs> yeah. the schlebby nerd, and they're like, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" And with the help and from like, mm, the note, the sound, the room is yeah. soundproof. Isn't that weird? And he finds the note that the girlfriend left him, and it says. And it tells Glenn that a sound is the key, and they put it together that that the inventor's invention, in a Mars attack style, will kill zillions. Yeah. When played, the, when the sound is played, it's always interesting when movies are like, <laughs> "We're gonna use an annoying sound," mm-hmm. because I think more modern filmmakers realize that we don't actually want to hear an annoying sound. Astro Monster has no qualms. <laughs> yeah, Astro Monster doesn't care about the annoying sound. Does like, not care about it being like, sounds like a fire alarm. 
Yeah, that's why the like, that's why the fucking the joke in Mars Attacks is that it's like what Hank Williams music, something, some country singer music, right? I don't. I'm not. I think it was a country song, whatever it was. Yeah, it, I can't remember if it's Hank Williams or Roy Orbison, but it's one of like the classic country singers with kind of a yodel to their voice. Oh yeah, and that's enough to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. The, uh, they do the sound attack. Hey, can they... our description for this episode be all acts? <laughs> you gotta translate it. It's all binary. <laughs> so um, they set that up, and they're like, oh, we gotta use the sound to defeat the Zillions, but how are we gonna defeat Godzilla and uh, Rodan and Ghidorah? Which is when they realize um, the scientist guy you brought up that we don't know the name of, he and the other astronaut, Yoon? Yuk? Fuge. Fuge, yeah, Fuge. And uh, the Fuge and the scientist guy collaborate, and they realize they can use, like, a beam to deflect the the radio brainwashing. Okay, but yeah, so they pump that sound Good into boy. the Zillions. They pump, and their UFOs crash. They deflect the waves, and then Godzilla, Rodan, and Ghidorah, like, orgasm for ten, two minutes. <laughs> it looks like it. They're like, oh! They just fall to the ground, and they're like, they go, like, cross-eyed, and their body kind of shivers every once in a while. And Rodan's got like the, the leg twitch, the oh, the the climax leg twitch going on. <laughs> but, so, yeah. they discovered new things about themselves from this experience. But yeah, then Godzilla and uh, Rodan come to and start beating the shit out of Ghidorah. And again, just this movie is kind. This movie is Ghidorah three and a monster, but just infinitely better. Yeah, like you can just skip. Ghidorah Three-Headed Monster. Just watch this. It's got everything that that movie has way better. Do they resolve the fight at the end? I don't think they do, right? Like, it's like, they, well, sca- Ghidorah, they scare Ghidorah off. Yeah, Ghidorah runs off. away. He don't, yeah. They don't kill Ghidorah. Yeah. Ghidorah just runs away. Yeah. Okay, so... Attackful retreat. Alright, so that's the plot. We like the plot. Uh, yeah, like I said, I just love the B-movie, like, cheap, fun, dumb stuff. Oh, sci-fi. and Glenn finds out he's going to be the ambassador to the Zillions. Yeah, so exact line here. <laughs> he goes, Oh, I need a vacation. Yeah, he's like, not, oh. do, not yet you don't. You're the first ambassador from Earth to, Z- to Planet X. And he goes, <laughs> Oh, fair enough. He goes, Ah, fair enough. Ah, like, ah, I'm going to be the first ambassador between planets. This massive historical event. Ah, whatever. That's why Glenn's my favorite. Glenn is good. I I was reading behind the scenes that oftentimes when there's, like, English voice actors or English actors put on, like, these more kaiju movies, they really don't care and they're not invested. Apparently, Glenn's actor was very invested in this. You can tell. You can tell, exactly. Like, he... He cared, and he gave a good performance of it, which was a lot more than I could say about, like, other English. Remember the, uh, I think it was one of the... I agree. Yeah, one of the highs eyes. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a lot better than that guy. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, though, we had, we had thought about, in the uh, Japanese dub, in the Japanese version, the original one, mm-hmm. uh, he is dubbed over in Japanese. So he's not speaking English in that one. Okay, but they're... Oh, so they did like a they did like a spaghetti western style, where you know like spaghetti westerns. Every actor spoke their own language. That's dubbed over into the actual language of the audience. 
Yeah, I think it was like that then. Because he very clearly was speaking English. Yeah, and like, most of the times it's just a different audio track, but pretty much matching up with his lips. Then sometimes, I think that's live on-set audio they're capturing at times. Like, I think when he's calling the Zillions a bunch of rat bastards... Oh, that was definitely in person. Yeah. Like, that was not... that You you couldn't do that energy in the studio. That wasn't ADR'd. No. Okay, so... Yeah, I I would would say just... So then that happens, and they beat up Ghidorah, and Ghidorah leaves. Yeah. And they blow up the Zillions, like, blow them to bits. Yeah. And then, yep, Ambassador at the end. Yay. Okay, so, uh... So, yeah, I would... I would recommend. Do we have time for a Make It Gritty? It could be a short one, yeah. Okay, so, uh, brief so, Make It Gritty. Yeah, I think, before we're going to make it overall, ver- I think this was one of my most enjoyable ones. Check this one out. Yeah. For Toho. For the, it's uh, a good one. It's definitely not one of the skips. Not one of the skips. It's not a Varon, which, yeah. funny enough, you know Varon is like one of our most popular? Our most popular it, episodes? Yeah, it's like six or seven. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> How did that one take off? Are I, there a bunch of Varon heads out there? <laughs> I don't know, but it, it's just surprising. Like, well, obviously not, because like we we bash Varon endlessly, so that maybe so it couldn't be Varon fans, so. Varon haters for preying on Varon's downfall. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so... Gotta give it up to Varon haters, one of my favorite genders. <laughs> if Varon had a million... If Varon had a million haters, then I'm one of them. If Varon has one hater, I'm one of them. If everybody else loves Varon, I will be the only one who hates them. <laughs> I'm a ride-or-die Varon hater. So... Alright, so... So, make, make it gritty. gritty for the Zillions. Because, for the Zillions. Because even though we have had... All of the monsters in this movie, in in uh, the films of legendary Godzilla. Mm. The Zillions are a very important part of Godzilla lore that have not yet been touched in the Tohoverse. So we got um, do you Zillions. Want, do you want to pitch first or should I? I could start. Okay, go for it. Okay. So there's all this talk about a rich a rich billionaire is sending a rocket straight to planet X because funny enough since this movie came out Astro Monster we do have a planet X now yeah so i'm going to say that it's that planet and they're going to planet X and because it's some weird system they do a sweepstakes for sending you to planet X and back oh and who else but our own Millie Bobby Brown? Milford Roberta, Roberta Brown. herself? What? Milford Roberta Brown herself is eating all of, uh, let's say it's Elon, like, we'll just name drop, it's Elon Musk. It's Elon Musk-O's. <laughs> She's eating a big helping of Musk-O's, <laughs> and she pulls it out of the cereal box. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Okay, yeah, you, so she pulls a golden ticket out of some muscos. Yeah, and she gets to, she gets the golden ticket, and she travels to Planet X. So Millie Bobby Brown gets a golden ticket, and then uh, she gets on the spaceship with the other, with two other guys, and she makes it to Planet X, and the Zillions are there, and they're very, they're very nice, they're nice folks, 
at first. And they're like, yeah, we're just really, really interested in your dad's wolf projects. <laughs> we're, what is this wolf you speak of? And Millie Bobby Brown goes, I, I, there's things called wolves. And she takes like a little, a little zillion boy to planet earth along with his parents. And they get exploring and they come across a website called deviantart.com. Oh no! <laughs> Where they discover other things about wolves. Oh, and no. other wolf-like creatures. And then uh, Silver applies this movie. The invasion happens. They're all being taken over. Godzilla's fighting, uh, let's say Ghidorah's back from being respawned by the zillions. And the thing that eliminates the zillions, the zillion threat, is not sound this time, but visuals. <laughs> oh no. And Millie Bobby Brown pulls up the most interesting deviant art full fi- videos and pictures it of characters it's Mbreg <laughs> it's Mbreg and the power of these of these horrid images is enough to scare the zillions away for generations okay alright the end you got your own little rumble going <laughs> okay so my pitch is that Godzilla's out there and he's hurting people and we don't know why <laughs> and the government's all hush hush about it. Mm. And Milford Roberta Brown is trying to get onto the case, but she's not a detective. She's a wolf scientist, technically. <laughs> so she needs to call in some extra help from the from the Browniverse. <laughs> Browniverse. Stepping out of an interdimensional portal. And Nola Holmes. <laughs> oh my God! No. Could you could you imagine? Okay, in this movie, before it comes out, you hear about there's you hear there's been all these re- these reshoots since the popularity of Spider Man, <laughs> or the popularity. It's all of... just different Millie Bobby Brown characters. Oh but yeah, so God. so <laughs> Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown's. Oh, finger. don't give it away yet. Okay, all right, so, all right, all right. So you Mil- got Nola Holmes. Millie Bobby Brown, Milford Roberta Brown, and so, so the so the Millies, uh, they the Millies, yeah, they investigate and they find out there are key figures in all of U.S. politics and government and high-ranking positions who are not of this earth. The Zillions have taken over. <gasps> oh no! And she, she's like, we gotta tell the president. They're controlling Godzilla with the radio waves and making this happen. We gotta get the president to stop this. Yeah, but unfortunately, they've gotta fight their way through the zillions. Bada bing, bada boo. Uh, Eleven shows up and uses her psychic powers to kill a bunch of zillions. And they get to the president. They're like, "Mr. President," because the president's a man in this movie. Unfortunately. Uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, and Mr. President. The Sicilian's taken over. He's like, okay, we'll solve this. And they leave the office. He reclines back. <laughs> and it ha- it's the ending of G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. <laughs> where we find out the president's been taken over. <laughs> the president's a zillion. Okay, okay. Pause for a second. Yeah. That happens in that movie? Have you not seen G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra? 
No, I have not seen G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra. Fuck, dude, watch G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra. It's not good, but it's... it's... (laughs) Why are we watching it then? Because of the ending. Wait, so the... Wait, wait. Is the ending of G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, the president, like, reclining in its fucking, like, Cobra posters or flags? So... So there's one character in G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra. <laughs> Sidetrack. Okay, my pitch is over. I'm going to talk about G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra real quick. So, All right. uh, G.I. Joe, there's one character in G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra that uh, is a... That's like this master of disguise. Like, will just completely change his face and appearance. Okay. And he sings like a telltale suit to... Like, he sings, like, I forget what, but, like, some nursery rhyme tune. Uh, not sings, but he whistles it. Mary had a little And that's, lamb. like, that's how they always give away that it's him. Oh, okay. And, like, like he'll be on his own doing that. And then they establish this throughout the movie. Then, the plot in G.I. Joe the Rise of Cobra, they're gonna kill the president, played by Jonathan Price. Uh, uh, G.I. Joe or Cobra? <laughs> Cobra. Okay, G.I. Joe, the the right wing extremist group, is hunting down the president of the United States. But yes, <laughs> that's need, the second one. That's G.I. Do... That's G.I. Joe retaliation. <laughs> okay. How do you not know about the Joes? <laughs> okay, Joseph right. Gordon Levitt plays Cobra Commander in that in the first one. Okay, okay, finishing off this one. So. You realize that the... So at the end of the movie, they think they've won. They, like... The president gives them commendations in his office. Yeah. They all leave. He reclines in his chair. He whistles the tune. Oh, no. Cliffhanger for G.I. Joe Retaliation. (laughs) Okay. Okay. A film in which, in the first 30 minutes, they kill off the entire cast of the first movie. So it becomes (laughs) a film about about Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Bruce Willis teaming up (laughs) to to try and fight character actor Jonathan Price, who is pretend who is the president and the guy pretending to be the president as he tries to start a nuclear war. (laughs) That's a surreal thing that. Fucking, oh my god. Because he's older. Bruce Willis is, like, he was making movies as an adult when G.I. Joe came out. Yes. Like, that's so fucking... Wait, so in G.I. Joe Retaliation, G.I. Joe are political extremists (laughs) in the eyes of the public hunting down the president and the government? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I'd like to think that it's, like, imagine if you pick up the hints that, like, it actually is the president, and it's just, like, some, like, poor, like, yeah. people who've been scarred by war, like, it's what their mentality is. God. Yeah. So God, we... am I gonna rewatch the G.I. Joe <laughs> duology now? <laughs> okay. Okay, we're not starting it. Well, we we have started a tangent this late in the game. Okay, but, but yeah, we're it's not over gonna now. Con- yeah, uh, um, you... I just needed to learn about my, my G.I. Joes. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks, folks, for listening. Um, let's talk about. Uh, you follow us on Twitter at yeah. Podzilla K O T C K O T C is all capital. You can email us at kingofthecasters at gmail gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those places you get your podcasts, like you're listening to right now. We're on there to give us a follow. We post every week on Fridays at noon, unless uh, one of our limbs breaks. So. 
Oh, no, I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be your arm next. So, that's it. And then uh, next week is going to be... <laughs> oh, folks. next week next is our... Oh, <laughs> we merry fools. We gestures. We, we bring you on this fool's day of April a jest, a joke, a great experience as we move away from the films of the kaiju mm. into Gary Oldman at his at the role of, of a, a lifetime, lifetime. tiptoes. Yeah. Tip See you next time, baby. See you then.